Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Happy Halloween, Hobags. Happy Halloween, Doc Tears. Um, I hope everyone's having a fun Halloween. We're back. In the height of... We're just having so much technical trouble. I'm sitting on the floor like a fucking cockroach. <laughs> In fairness, you're out of the basement. Um, yeah, there's windows here. <laughs> sh- shall we give a, a very brief um, update on our microdosing? Just yes, really yes, quickly? yes, yes. It's day two. It's day, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's dose two. Day, dose two. Day three. Day four? Four. Day four. Because you take two days off. Um, Adam and I, I'm sure you all know, but we've started, as, le- as well as Evan, have started a microdose of psilocybin. Um, great old time. Oh my God. I, I was, <clears throat> I woke up buzzing to take it this morning. I was like, mushroom Me time. too. I was like, even on day two, I was like, oh, I can't wait to take them again. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, I hope I, I was like, I hope tomorrow I don't feel normal again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, me too. I was like, I don't want to ever go back feeling that way. <laughs> but I felt really, like, I honestly, like, like the, the first day I realized it was definitely just PMS that had me in a bad mood. But like the next day and the day after, I just was in a really good mood. Like, it's, it's a really weird low level difference to your mood, but very, but still noticeable, you know? Totally. Like I felt like It was like all of those bad thoughts Obviously were still there But it was like Someone had put up like frosted glass In front of them or something Yeah like more manageable Yeah so they're like they were still there But like they weren't as present They weren't as foreboding It mm. I don't know it just felt It, it felt in so, For so long to have like three days Of like peace it's been it's been a real joy <laughs> yeah i i've loved it and i've also been having like really vivid dreams i haven't been having no i had one dream last night but it wasn't mm. even vivid it was actually more of like a psychic thing like oh like you might be getting a contact from this person same kind of a thing oh that's cool yeah well i wish i wish i'd be like well, pick up the know. phone boo <laughs> 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 but and you know the weird thing was okay so I, I don't even remember the dream, but I just know that in the dream I had received a, a text message from this this person mm. um, who I'm not even friends with directly, more like friend of a friend. And even then it could be friend of a friend of a friend. But um, 
so yeah, like was like, oh, why is this person texting me? And then went on to um, Facebook um, this morning and got a notification that it was their birthday today. Oh. Mm. Okay, psilocybin opening up your third eye. That's like Facebook, like AKA Meta, like literally implanting their fucking birthday notifications in my brain now. (laughs) So today we're doing our spooky episode. Thanks to everyone who sent in their... Uh, their voice notes, their emails. We were inundated. Mm-hmm. A lot of mentally, pe- pe- mentally ill <laughs> people out there. <laughs> A lot of people's third eye needs to be closed firmly. <laughs> you have seen enough. <laughs> You've seen enough. Um, but we actually have a pretty good, we got a lot of voice notes. We actually have some celebrities. <laughs> I say mm-hmm. celebrities, but, you know, we've got... We've got a Moncrief sister in our DMs. We have Roz Purcell. Which we one? have my is dad. It or is it Ellie Ali. or Gremlin? <laughs> Someone said to me before, and I sent it to whichever sister it was, but they were like, are you friends with Gremlin Moncrief? <laughs> they laughed. They got a good skit out of it. I'm so. sure they do. Um, but yeah, Ali sent us one in. And um, yeah, we've got some good ones and we've got emails. So we're going to read through. We're going to flip flop between um, some more surprises to us. Some we've read through. They all seem pretty fucking creepy. So I'm excited to hear because, you know, Adam and I have said as two people who are so open to paranormal experiences, we're actually quite lacking in them ourselves. Like I Mm -hmm. literally have never had a paranormal experience and it drives me insane. But you know what, I think as well, we're probably very psychically strong, you know? I agree. So I feel I, I like... De- I definitely have a very, like, I have a weird intuition yeah, about these things. Like, totally. I, I know, I know some things. So I, I may not see the ghosts, but like, I do get, I do sometimes feel I get like premonitions about things. A hundred percent. And I feel like that we have a, like a guard up you know put mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. so we're kind of maybe not we're like while blocking ourselves from you know psychic attacks we may also mm-hmm. be shutting ourselves out from you know visitations i feel like they also like because we're so so open and such believers i feel like the 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 paranormal entities are like they don't need any convincing so i'm just not gonna bother yeah i'm like we're there we're sold we we're good yeah because it's like it's why like I'd love to go to a psychic medium but I've literally no business you know what I mean I'm like my granny's died old oh sorry a medium Mm. because I was thinking remember the time that you said it was your first day of therapy slash your first day going to see a psychic on the same day just to make sure that you were (laughs) all like tarot reader (laughs) tarot reader reader, see that's the same with me I would love to go to a medium I would love for us to go to dinner somewhere and then for like the afters of that dinner to like turn into like kind of like a seance type of thing mm, mm. but i'm like i got no one that i'm interested in talking to on the other Me side neither. like i mean like my granny's died peacefully and old so did Same, my granddad my granddad yeah and i'm like i i'm not answering the calls do you know yeah i'm like uh, there's nothing like, really else you could yeah. tell me like, what are you going to tell me? What are you going to tell me? As well as, like, you died when I was two. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, we have no unfinished business. I mean, what I will say is I know... And I don't... I don't know if I even, like, fully 
it's not it's not that I'm like I don't believe it but it's not something that I really like put, pay much mind to but like there is that whole like oh do you have like a spiritual guide out there in like the afterlife and sometimes they come through in seances but like mm-hmm, totally but that's when kind of my skepticism comes in where I'm like this seems like a last cash grab for like a psychic medium to be like oh there's no one here you, well, your spirit guide's coming through do you mm-hmm, want to talk to mm-hmm. her like we can't you can't confirm whether this person's real or not you know that way so yeah 100% it's too mm, I'm like I'll speak to my spirit guides thank you very much yes, I don't exactly. need some hack you know I'm on psilocybin exactly <laughs> if they want to okay. contact me they exactly. know I am the guide <laughs> I got one guide and it's wholesalium.com okay <laughs> yeah. that, that you place. know what we have to stop um giving out the name of that because I feel like customs are going to catch on if they see like a big intake and people ordering from the Netherlands from wholesalium I don't know I, it's been going years because people used to be I able mean, to look. order actual magic mushrooms from them they sell the truffles now but but like we're think... like Ireland's leading um <laughs> spiritual podcast <laughs> I know well Ev and I, I I did tell you that but we've now been speaking to a guy who grows them in Ireland and will get mm-hmm. and will microdose them for you so if these go well I, I would be interested to see that what that's like because I don't know if, if I need like a more if he would advise he's really into like mm-hmm. using uh, psychedelics for uh, healing purposes but anyway shall we get into this spooky shit yeah do um, shall we open up with a voice note? Would that make most sense just to start off with a bang? Okay, whose voice note do you want to open? Do you want me to play the first one? Play the first one. I'm pretty sure that's my dad. So we'll have a good we'll have a good laugh. Love it. Okay, okay. All right, I am. Okay, tell me to do the whole roll the tape thing. Roll the tape, Adam. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Here we go. Yeah, so I was collecting, uh, doing the national collection for when I was in the workers' party, right? And uh, it was around this time of year. It started the 1st September and ended in the, you know, just before October or whatever like that. It was a fucking nightmare. So you had to go out every night and knock on doors and ask for money for the workers' party. It was fucking desperate. But anyway, we were in um, Crestfield one night and um, and going along, doing the usual, knocking on all the houses. It was getting dark and then all of a sudden it was sort of pitch black. It was about 9 o'clock at night and it was pitch black. And... Um, a couple of more houses to do and I called up to this house and it was a bit of a fucking shitty looking garden and it was dark and I'm sort of half blind at night anyway so I knocked on this door and I knocked once and I saw someone move and then I knocked again and I said oh, here one more time I just knocked again and then I saw someone coming towards me and they were took an awful long time I could see the the body through the glass like coming towards me and took fucking ages and uh then i couldn't sort of leave i was going oh, for fuck's sake what's this so the door opened and uh the door opened anyway r- very narrowly first and i just said uh i'm doing the national collection for the workers party would you like to contribute or whatever you know and i got this sort of it was a an old woman and uh, i got this Hold on a minute. And then she turned on her heels with the door fully open. Uh, the lights off in the house, except for a little lamp down in the back of the house where there was a, a where there was like a, a kitchen. So off she shuffles down the end 
of the house and like that nearly took up as long as you know coming up the front of the fucking house I was going jeez this fucking hell and better give me money now better give me 50 pence or something you know at least so uh so she's down at a sideboard uh in the kitchen and i can see her sort of rooting in the drawer and everything is like a big effort to pull out the drawer and look in the drawer and then just uh, for fuck's sake as if you fucking hurry up i want to go home and then i hear this noise and it was on the stairway and uh, i'm there looking at the album come on come on come on give me a quid and i go home and next of all i hear uh, like that and i'm going holy fucking jesus what's this so I ignored it. I'm just focusing on the woman. Come on, come on, find a few quid and come out and give it to me, and I'll get the fuck. So then I hear, oh, and it's fucking on the stairs. I'm going, holy fuck, there's somebody on the fucking stairs here. I thought it was another L one, like, and she's gonna fall down the fucking stairs or something. I went, oh, for fuck's sake. And uh, your woman then, the first woman, turns on a heel and starts coming towards me really slowly. The same pace again. Meanwhile, this fucking unknown body is coming down the stairs going, oh, and she starts saying, help me, help me. And I'm going, holy fuck, this hairs are standing at the back of my neck now. I can, can't still, I can't see her. I can see the stairs, but I can sort of see a figure moving on the stairs, you know, uh, and uh, I'm going, oh, come on, come on, come on. Your woman's about halfway up the hall now. And then she stops and she looks at this moving fucking object and doesn't say anything and continues to me and gives me the money. But this stage, the other one is down near the bottom of the stairs and I can sort of see her in the darkness. And she's crawling down the stairs head first with her fucking hands and feet on the stairs going help me help me so i took the money and fucking ran. <laughs> oh my god that crazy that fucking weird as fuck that creeped this me out and let me just beyond weird and let me just say like my dad like is so not about anything like ghost mm-hmm. story you've said that nothing. before Oh, like he fully rolls his eyes at me nine times out of ten when I bring out up any of this stuff. I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. Like this old woman in her house alone with all the lights off. What, holding someone hostage? Oh. And we know now, which like is even spookier, is like what your dad sounds like when he's having sex. <laughs> 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 Don't cut that out. Do not cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Let's dissect that a little, the story. Mm. So, old woman on her Mm -hmm. own in the house, no lights on. The weirdest bit, the bit that actually made me go, was when the woman looked on the stair and And like... looked at this... When your dad said that he just started to see a figure. And do you think that he meant like figure as in it was dark and I saw the outline of a figure or was this kind of more like 
effervescent figure. I feel like he could sense there was someone there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and could kind of make out maybe like her face in the dark. You know yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. Uh, that creeped me out when it was like crawling on her hands and knees down the stairs. Like, do you know how hard it is to crawl down the stairs? Hard, yeah. Without falling? Exactly. Like, it's just in any sensical world, if you're crawling down the stairs, you're going to go down backwards. Yeah, 100%. You you bum down the stairs. <laughs> you don't crawl Yeah, 100%. Down crawl the stairs. down the stairs and saying, help me. Like, and also, like, if you're being held hostage, why, how did it take you so, like, what, you just threw yourself off the bed? Or, like, I, in my mind, I'm like, were their legs paralysed or something? They're, like, Ugh. pulling themselves down. Not but then ew. would they not, <laughs> would gravity, would gravity not, like, <laughs> ew. <Gross>. Would gravity <laughs> not take over, though? Do you know what I mean? Would gravity not take over and you'd fall down the stairs? That's 100%. what I'm going to What happens about. if the, the woman who was, like, looking for the money was like a changeling because I talked about fairies in a recent episode mm. of Mind Poppers if she was like a changeling and then this entity coming down the stairs was the actual woman being like that is not the real me that would be fucking that creepy is, it's be it's beyond creepy it's like it's even that kind of like image of like the grudge shit or the ring or whatever movie it is where that bitch goes down the stairs and all fours and upstairs and all fours. That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, very the ring. Like, what's her name? I mean, she has all the like long mm-hmm, hair. Like, mm-hmm. <gasps> like that's it. Yeah. Ooh, a changeling. I like that. What well, is the workers' party? Um, I believe it doesn't exist anymore. But I, I think it's like it was like the communist party or some bullshit. <laughs> the like the work- party. <laughs> no, no not that one the workers party Obviously. like the workers party marxist leninist political party Repub- uh, active in ireland and northern ireland founded okay, by like arthur griffin and type of show yeah 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 so um i do know that pontius de rossa was like the, pol- po- the politician who was uh oh ellis jenner's his wife yeah, exactly. <laughs> Communist queen. <laughs> I have to say that was a, a fantastic story to start off. A good the opener. With. So a good opener. Hats off to your father. The only way is up. The only. <laughs> that was terrifying. Terrifying. I was freaked about that. Yeah, I was freaked. Um, I was hooked. Do we on want every word? Oh, me too. My dad's a good storyteller, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, will I read an email? Yeah, do an email because I haven't heard any of the okay. emails yet. This one caught my eye, especially because of the opening. Now you'll hear because oh, it actually fucking freaked me out. I was hesitant about sending in this story because it's not something I like to revisit. In fact, after it happened, I couldn't speak about it for a number of years until I ran into my ex, then boyfriend, in a bar and we decided to discuss what happened to us to try and come to peace with it. Going back about 10 years, I had a boyfriend. We were only teenagers at the time, so going over to each other's house was out of the question. Instead, we'd meet up and go for walks outside, no matter the weather, hormones prevail. It was around November time, around the time of year where it can go from bright to pitch black in a matter of minutes. My boyfriend and I decided to go for one of our walks at around 4pm and it was still somewhat bright. I live beside a large forest with a big house of huge historical significance in Ireland. The house is surrounded by forest at every angle, each edge of the forest leading you to a different part of our town. We decided on our route for the evening to walk up the avenue leading to the house and then walk back, as it shouldn't have taken more than 20 minutes. 
The avenue is completely shaded by large overhanging trees, which grow into each other to form almost an arch. So when it gets dark, it's impossible to see anything. We were coming up to the top of the avenue when darkness ascended and the wind suddenly surged through the trees, making them crash into each other to the stage where we couldn't see or even hear each other. Instead of going back down the avenue, we decided to take a shortcut through one of the forests behind the house since it led us right back to the entrance of my estate. I remember feeling that something wasn't right. Something wasn't sitting right with me. Just past the house, there's a small stream that you can usually goose step over. But because it had been so stormy, the stream had widened and risen and it was pretty difficult to jump over with uh, with very little light. My boyfriend decided to get himself over first so he could help me out after. While he was sussing out how to get over the stream, using his flashlight from his iPhone or whatever Apple phone had us in a chokehold back then, I started to look around and suddenly I froze. I could see something. After a few seconds, my boyfriend, sounding really panicked, started telling me to hurry up and follow him across the stream. He sounded scared, really fucking scared. I was in full panic mode and I could barely get myself across when he he asked me, what's wrong? To which I replied, I saw something. He said, I saw something too. When I asked him what he saw, he pointed to the exact same tree that I had been looking at and perfectly described what he had seen. A woman, while in a cloak, standing beside the tree, he said. We ran, crying. I kept my face buried in his shoulder, refusing to look up. As we were running and he was guiding me, he kept jolting as if scared again. When we finally got out of the forest, he told me that he kept seeing the white figure in the trees as we ran. When we finally got out, we cried on a wall behind the corner from my house as he waited for his mam to collect him. We broke up not long after and never discussed it again until we ran into each other in a bar in our first year of college and tried to come to peace with it. If you asked him, he would tell the exact same story as I have. <laughs> Wait, <clears throat> tell me when was, what was the, the, the first sighting of this white figure? When she, he was going across the river. And was, so he was going across the river kind of figuring out how mm-hmm. to get over so he could help her and then she saw something and then once he got across he was like quick 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 and then she was like why what's wrong and they both saw something and the weirdest part about that is as they were running through the forest he kept seeing it oh it like it was like reappearing them kind of yeah but like probably in a weird shapeshiftery way as in like he just kept seeing it like it just kept appearing at trees this old woman dressed in a cloak oh old woman dressed in a cloak Mm. Oh, it's just you never want to see an old woman in the woods ever, no. ever, you know. <laughs> and beside this, like old ass castle. Mm. And you know, it's nice that they kind of came back. I wonder, did they have sex after re, um, after like re- coming back to terms with their past? Like sex magic. They're like, yeah. Ah! I um, have actually a friend with a very similar story um, that it was like I I can't even remember the story fully he told me about it though he said like he's very like matter of fact and he wouldn't like you know be like you or I indulging Mm -hmm. in the story but he was like me and my friend were like in the forest or like on a hike or something like that and he said they saw some like entity and it like whizzed past them and they were both like so shaken they couldn't even like they were both like what the fuck was that what the fuck was that and then they like never acknowledged it again because it was so terrifying and he said he said years later his friend came to visit him and he hadn't seen his friend in years and he was like do you remember that thing we saw in the forest and my friend was like 
oh yeah he hadn't thought about it and he was like yeah and he was like i drew a picture of it and it was like this like face like all warped and like my friend was like it actually brought it all back and like terrified me it was like this like fucking like like demon demonic Mm -hmm. like freaky i could totally imagine not ever wanting to remember ever yeah, like, I get that. Not wanting to, like, ha- to be traumatised, of course. We don't need to add it on. But if you have to do it, it would be nice to have somebody to do it compared True. to going through by yourself, you know? True. Especially someone to kind of, like, um, like to ju- like to say to you, like, you weren't crazy. Like, I saw that too. Totally. You know? And I am such the kind of person who is just, like, longing for some sort of purpose in life or meaning (laughs) that I'd be like you know it'd be something to get lost in like a mystery and I'd be like Jenny I know how we stop it we have to stop it you know perhaps (laughs) somebody else kind of a thing (laughs) (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah 100% like Jenny we have to bring the fight to it kind of a thing yeah we need to find out what that entity was before it gets anyone else You'd be like living your Buffy fantasy. <laughs> we, I tell you, we need to start going. And you're the problem in this scenario, I feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start going places that are haunted. I know. It just, it creeps me like out. You can we do bring Evan. You can bring Evan. Oh, he won't, as I told you, he won't fucking care. He'll fucking run off. He's not going to be protecting shit. I know, but I mean for your peace of mind. I mean, it's more just my own mind. That's what I'm scared of. I'm like, oh, will this like live with me forever? Totally. And again, we're like two people recovering, you know, like from mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) Like a form of spiritual (laughs) self-harm. I mean, we we have to do it. We do. Actually, we have... um, I do have a, a DM about with someone who uh, went to one of these haunted places. Let me see if I can find the DM um, because it was very interesting. I was like, oh, that is creepy. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. So this is from Aoife. Thanks for sending it in, Aoife. She said, I'm just submitting my paranormal experience for the podcast. Really enjoying it, by the way. Thank you very much. Okay, so this happened to me recently. I went to visit a friend of mine in the UK and we did a day trip to Margate. We went to the Shell Grotto in Margate, which is basically this underground cavern with passages that lead to an altar room, which was discovered in 1835. The whole place is covered in shells like the walls and they have the most elaborate designs. It's decorated by 4.6 million shells. Just Google some of the images of it. It's super weird. Uh, But the strangest thing is that they don't know who built it or why it was built or what it was used for. But the fact that there's an altar room says enough. Anyway, they used to do seances in this place in the 1930s. So me and my friend were the only ones there deep underground in the altar room. And the vibe was just cold and a bit off. I don't get scared easily and thought it would be funny to scare my friend. I called upon any spirits around us to, sorry, I call, this thing is like fucking annoying me. I called upon any spirits around us to let us know that they were there. And my friend freaked and started walking up the passage, but I stayed. A few seconds pass and this loud thumping starts coming from the walls and gets louder and louder. Bear in mind, this is underground surrounded by dirt. My friend heard it and ran back to the altar room to me and just as she got to the doorway of the altar room the banging started all around us and we just screamed and ran so fast up the passageways and back up to the stairs to the pay station. 
Paranormal stuff doesn't usually freak me out, but there was something about the energy in that room you could feel. We later asked the staff there and they said that people now and again said they hear lots of noises down there. Google the place so you'll see it. It's fucking weird. So that's creepy as fuck. That sounds nice. Like a real kind of oceanic kind of haunting. <laughs> like yeah, it like lovely. You think? Like this whole uh, underground this altar? Yeah, I get that, but it's like decorated by like four point six million shells. Google it. It looks creepy. Does she it look creepy pictures. or does it look like? No, beautiful. it's creepy. It looks. What's it called? It looks like it's Margate. M a r g a t. Mm-hmm. Margate. Will I call it Margate what? Margate Cave. Maybe underground altar or something, or cave or something like that. Yeah. Margate underground altar. Shell Grotto. There you go. Oh, it's stunning. Stunning. It is stunning. Like, it's beautiful, but, like, it is, like, creepy. Oh, it's like when I went to the, it's, it's like when I went to the catacombs. Yeah, literally the like, catacombs. The, the catacomb in Paris. Um, that, that place is fucking freaky as well. Yeah. Oh, that's actually stunning. You should, guys, if you're listening, you should definitely just type in the Shell Grotto into thing. Oh, my God. It looks actually really beautiful. Like, whoever was summoning demons down there... Like they knew their shit You know Yeah Like I mean I wouldn't mind Like that Having that kind of experience though. like freaky But like wouldn't like Traumatise you You know that way Yeah But like, like the one of the Seeing someone in the forest Like Yeah That's, uh, that's that. a lot Like that's like an actual Manifestation kind of a thing Yeah Cause like, like something that's And like the following I don't like that yeah, don't it's like, like following, What are you trying to do not. Um, I went I went ghost hunting with this crowd it was Cork Paranormal Investigators and I you know asked them could I go on a on a whatever with them for a night and then I was going to write an article about it the next day or whatever you know talking about it didn't end up writing the article but um, still got the free trip um, <laughs> they like took us to this woods in Cork and I, like it was creepy enough going in because it was dark I was there with my friend Sinead and like we were walking first of all we were walking and there was like this big like oak tree but obviously in the woods and they were mm. like oh uh, yeah they were like a couple of people have hung themselves from this tree and like you could still see like the blue rope on the tree from where people had literally committed suicide and I was like right well of oh course I'm gonna be God. freaked out if you're taking me to a fucking tree that people kill themselves on like on the reg yeah. and then there was like this little bridge in the woods you know to cross the stream and yeah. we were so we had gotten to the bridge and one of them was like Okay, guys, just um, just giving you a notice. Please pay attention. They're like, while crossing the bridge, don't look over your shoulder until you're on the other side of the bridge. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> looking over I like don't tell me that's like first of all I never would have looked over my shoulder <laughs> never, crossing a never. bridge. You didn't tell me not to. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we got over and it was like a kind of an old kind of monk um, monastery, but it's kind of in ruins. But I mean, it was still pretty much like there was like walls and shit and there's like window arches and that kind of a thing. We were like literally sitting in the grass and they had like their like EVP kind of stuff and, and all this shit. And like getting, they were like, come closer, can you make a noise and all that? And like, there was nothing. I was like sat in the woods and like, of course, sometimes you hear like a twig snap or something mm. and they'd be like, oh, did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, we're in the fucking woods. We're in the fucking woods. Like, yeah, I was a literal rat. Like, um, so I have made attempts and have not been fulfilled. So, 
Yeah, you've tried. I've tried. So I'm, I'm I mean, maybe they were like kind of cowboys, though. They were, or were really they cowboys, good? but I think it was a group of people who, you know, needed companionship. And mm. this for them was that. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty sad all the way around. Okay, oh, will we do another voice note or do you want to do another story? Um, Why don't you read a story and then we'll do a voice note? Okay, I'm actually going to read that story, that, that email that I got, that I only opened like a couple of minutes ago. So I actually don't know what it is except for the first line that I read to you. <clears throat> Are you ready? A blind reading. Okay. Hey, Adam. So I am really bad at, I'm sure she meant Jenny too. But she just had emailed it to my personal email. Oh, no, it's okay. (laughs) I'm me being annoyed, imagine. (laughs) Hey, Adam. So I am really bad at writing and too scared to send a voice note. So when I was young, I'd say about seven, it started. Anytime my dad went away for the night, I always saw him. The first time my sister and cousin reminding me and I woke up with my dad at the sitting room door and woke up and woke them up. So I'd be like, uh, uh, <laughs> did you ever see that TikTok? Where it's like me as a mother, the child was like, and then do we, and then, yeah. and then she just slams the door. <laughs> to be fair, this, this person wasn't lying when they said they were bad at writing. <laughs> <laughs> So I just need to kind of preface before I continue with the story. When she's like, this, I saw him. She has that in quotations. I'm not sure if okay. she's saying, anytime my dad went away for the night, I always saw him in brackets. So I'm not sure at this point, but I guess we'll see, is she saying him <laughs> as in an other entity or him as in this image of her father, I guess. Okay. okay. Let's let the story unfold. Okay. The first time my sister and cousin were minding me and I woke up with my, in quotations, dad at the sitting room door and woke them to tell them, but then he was just gone. Didn't think anything of it and they really didn't listen to me. Another night I got my ma up to bring me to the bathroom and saw him in the kitchen. Casually asked her what dad was doing home in the kitchen. She was terrified and pushed me in to check. <laughs> and then she, she writes like dot 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 psychotic. <laughs> um, so she goes on to say, saw him sitting in my dad's chair in the sitting room another time and also in my garden one morning. All times my dad was away. For some reason, I never thought much of it and was never scared or really questioned it. Then one day... There were old photos out and there was a photo of my uncle graduating who I had never met before or really heard much about um, as he had died just weeks after the photo was taken years before I was born. It was then that I realised that's who I always saw. He looked the exact same as my dad but without a tash. Everyone was creeped out, obviously, especially me. I saw him a few months later just standing in my kitchen freaked out because this time I knew who it was I kept thinking I never want to see you again on repeat in my head and I never saw him again but I really felt calm each time I saw him until the last I felt I feel like he was looking over me and then as soon as I got creeped out it stopped this story sounds way better in person she says that was a very good story that's good that's That's really really good 
And I've heard of shit like that before. And we actually have a voice note that's quite similar. We'll get to that though. But like that, it's a that is a trope within paranormal experiences that it's like someone in their family who's like I don't know, dare I say, mm -hmm. like spirit guide kind of vibes. You know, I am even in my own family. Sorry, um, I have. I won't tell the story because I don't think that she'd appreciate me telling the story. But um, this ghost had been presenting itself to a member of my family like mm. clear and interestingly enough it presented itself when it was younger rather than the age that he actually had died which would have been like i guess 50s or whatever yeah 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 so it presented when they had kind of met when they were younger and she was so terrified that she was like, please don't ever appear to me like that again. Please don't ever appear to me like that again. Which is weird because obviously terrifying, of course, terrifying because mm-hmm. you don't know anything about like the metaphysical or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, do you then like also like feel bad for these like spirits like who are being told like don't fucking show yourself to me kind of a thing which i mean i'd be the exact same i'd be like get gone get you gone i wouldn't feel bad because i'm like you were you were human once you know that you know that you know the shit you know the shit exactly like and also like show yourself to the right people you know that way like i understand like i mean or show yourself to me in my dream that's what i'm I'm cool with that 100 percent dream me but don't pop into my dream yeah. and be like don't worry everything's gonna be okay I'm looking over you lovely yeah lovely totally don't be sitting on the fucking rocking chair when there's meant to be no one in the house no. to know as in hello that is like pretending to be my dad yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's creep city totally like only when my dad's not in the house um, and that story are you trying to fuck my mum as his brother <laughs> yeah. and thank like... you Eve for that story it was a great thank story you. great story um yeah it's weird it's spooky like if one of us die tragically should we talk about how we want to appear to each other i mean i don't think i I would want to be doing much like spooking like i think i would want to like fully ascend you know Yeah, of course like but tie your tie up your clothes ends before you leave like yeah, like, but do you, like, I, I guess, like, that's a good question. Like, do you think that, like, the entities that are presenting, are they, are they in a, not a limbo, but are they in this kind of, like, unfinished business world? Or do you think that you can dip in and out? I kind of think that maybe you can dip in and out. I mean, like, the way, I think that, like, kind of something that we kind of think about a lot is this whole, not to even go into that again, but, like, basically the whole the wheel kind of concept Mm -hmm. and different that kind of energy Um, yeah 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 so then I'm kind of like a lot of the things that I would kind of choose to gravitate towards more towards I'm like are these spirits then like more echoes of the past or Mm. can it be that the the soul is you know large and contains multitudes and while the spirit could have moved on and is you know maybe in a different life now a different plane whatever that a part of that spirit can also remain as the old self and you know what i'm saying mm. and that's why you always see like you know the way you always it's the, like a lot of what you hear about like ghosts say if there's a, a known ghost to haunt somewhere they always do the same thing it's always like, oh, there's a woman and at Christmas Eve, she's standing by the tree. It's like, oh, is that something that like 
someone in their consciousness did in a past life that it's like yeah. as you said still lingering it's like almost like the debris of their spirit they just yeah, left that exactly, bit behind literally um, like an echo in time maybe your yeah your own psychic ability is picking up on you know this kind of echo through time or whatever but then again that's or like not a slip away. in the crack literally slip in the crack glitch in the matrix and that's not to take away from like genuine hauntings or people who maybe trap there through traumatic kind of demise or or that kind of shit Mm. um Um, do you want to play a really good story do you want to play um a voice note yeah will i play the second one play number two baby roll that tape okay do you know who it's from already i think this is ali Ooh, i'm excited (laughs) Jenny so mine is about my ghost story is about a haunted house which I lived in for from the age of like four until like 16 and all my sisters and all my family can like would back all this shit up about how ridiculous this house was and uh, the I think as we were there the longer we were there the paranormal activity got worse because I used to fuck around with like Ouija boards and stuff like that and I think that definitely escalated the the severity of the situation like it was a situation where um I wasn't able to I me and uh, my younger sister Saoirse shared a bedroom for 10 years because we were too scared to sleep by ourselves so we couldn't sleep by ourselves in the house uh and my older siblings were in a similar position I'll just give you a few examples of the stuff that would be going on so uh, every almost every single night you would hear um, what sounded like somebody walking up the stairs. It would be someone step by step ascending the stairs. And like, it was just the feel of it wasn't like cause. It was just so strange because it would happen like once or twice during the night. Or it sounded like somebody was walking up and down the stairs. Anyways, uh, there was a room specifically, which was my mum's room. Where I could not sleep no matter how hard I tried in that room. Because I would constantly see shadow people in there. Or she'd have a chair in the corner of a room and it would be a thing where it was like you could just fucking feel that there was someone sitting in the corner of the in corner of the bedroom, but like sitting there staring at you sleeping. It would, I'd wake up during the anytime I would try to stay in my mum's bed, I'd wake up during the night feeling like someone was watching me, or the second that I woke up, I'd feel a face right in front of me or something like that. Um, we also uh, like a lot of us experienced sleep paralysis in the house like I would wake up in the morning and just hear like grunting coming from my brother's bedroom (laughs) that sounds sick grunting like him being like and me having to run in and wake up so intense like it was happening all the time Um, one day I was like it it was just and it was hexed as well like it was bad shit that would happen like one day I was with one of my friends and she was downstairs in the in the kitchen and I walked from my study into the kitchen and I saw her walking upstairs, like walk, walking across a landing. So I followed her upstairs. I was her walking to my bedroom and I went into my closet because I was going to get changed. And then I saw her walk out for, like across the closet, like into the hallway. And then I was like, Steph. And then I heard from downstairs in the kitchen. Yeah. Like no one else was in the house. Like I saw. So I saw this figure twice within like a space of 20 minutes. And the second that I heard her say, yeah, from downstairs, it was like my stomach dropped into, like, my fucking stomach dropped into my arsehole. I, like, pegged it out of the room. Oh, my God, so fucking scary. And there was shit like that happening, like, constantly. Like, you'd hear people upstairs that weren't there. You'd hear doors opening and closing, windows opening and closing. Mum once, like, would, uh, we, what, we used to rent out one of the rooms as an Airbnb, which is which was my mum's room. And 
uh, there were these women from Dallas. So racist as well. But like, anyways, that's another story. But uh, they were saying, oh, that room is haunted. There's a young, there's young girls figures in this house. Um, we're waking up in the middle of the night with a girl crying at the end of the bed. Shit like that. Just like everybody who would ever, I all of my friends have stories about the house, about how ridiculous it was. And um, yeah, sorry, I sent you a fucking TED talk. This is exactly what you asked not for. But uh, like, I have so many other stories and I hope I get fucking featured on your episode. Like, please. <laughs> like, that's creepy. Like, what would you do? That's, it's a huge fear of mine, buying a house and then it's haunted. Totally. Like, it ha- it, so it happened actually, um, fr- Evan's best friend, he works with this guy who uh, bought a house in Wicklow, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful house, um, moved in and haunted to shit. Haunted to shit. I'll tell one story from it because there's actually so many and I, I don't want to fuck the stories up because they are quite creepy, but I know one story was that um, they have... Um, what's it called like aircon phone watch mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff so they have aircon phone watch and they have this like premium package i guess it is where they also have like cameras and like sensors so their phone watch kept going off and they were like in their house to sleep at night and like it kept going off they kept ringing them being like so your alarm's going off we are ringing to see if everything's okay once it went off and they're like here we are again alarm's going off is everything okay your man's getting fucking pissed off at this point he's like yeah everything's fine like you've, there's something wrong with the alarm you gave us because like it's constantly going off you're waking us up in the middle of the night they were like well we can see he was like where is it going off and I'll check and um, he was like they were like oh well we can see it's like in in your porch and he was like or it was not, it was on the porch. It was like, they have some room that was like basically a room between a room okay. kind of thing that with two doors. And he was like, well, there's no fucking window. Like they wouldn't be able to get in there without being in the house mm-hmm. already. And they were like, um, well, we can, they were like, the, the sensor is coming. It looks like banging on a window. And he could see in the camera, no one there, but it looked like there was like <gasps> banging, bang, Ooh. bang, bang on the glass. Like you could see the re- vibration, but there was like, no one there and there was loads like I mean the stories of that house were freaky like the ghost kept leaving them present Mother's Day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones Blue Nile has something she'll adore need it fast? most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And like all this, yeah, like shit turning up. They kept, the the ghosts were like, um, one day he was chopping wood and he chopped all this wood for their fire and just kind of left it there. He's like, oh, I'm knackered. I'll, I'll tidy it up later. And the next day he came and it was all tidied up and like piled up. Ooh, like, like really. Gr- 
and he's had to fully get like priests in like the whole th- like really tr- like it's bad like, see I don't but- think I could ever have cameras in my home like that even for security purposes yeah I don't you do hear a lot it. of it you hear a lot of it with um, with baby monitors oh my god exactly and babies are creepy enough as it is like yeah, especially because they see that shit never mind I heard of a story oh. once I heard a story once of someone and they said that they had their baby was in the uh, in their bedroom and they have the baby monitor on and their monitor had sound as well that they were her and her husband or whatever were in the living room and all of a sudden they heard like this chuckling and they're like oh the baby must be like dreaming <laughs> and they looked in the baby looked like baby's listening to the Dave Chappelle special <laughs> <laughs> the new special <laughs> the baby's like he's funny he's not transphobic um, <laughs> they, uh, but the baby's like looks like it's playing with something mm-hmm. and they're like what the fuck and then all of a sudden she hears her dead dad's voice no come through and she's like or she said like again arsehole into her like stomach and dropped into her arsehole oh my god I'd be like straight on the phone to foster care I'd be yeah. like you are taking this baby from me oh <laughs> creepy shit um, will I read will I read a DM do, but wait now let's just talk uh, do we have any um, talking points from Ellie's story I mean, my point is just like, holy shit, like living in a haunted house. Thank God you got out of there, girl. No, that's that's again, but I will say those Moncrief girls. Okay, those Moncrief girls could be hitting the crack pipe. (laughs) I mean, I think if anyone's going to see one, it's going to be those girls. Me too, I believe. And as well, the thing is, if Ellie says it, I would believe it. Mm, Well, you know, she's training to be a lawyer, isn't she? She can't lie. Yeah, I think she's in law school, really? I'm pretty sure. Does she? Mm. Is she subscribed to your Patreon? She said she's going to. Lies. Lies, lies, lies. Okay, <laughs> that girl should not practice law because she is a liar. <laughs> because <laughs> cause she, you know, she messaged me the other day and was like, um, she was like, oh, when are you going to do it? A free episode of Mind Poppers. And I was like, just, I was like, pay the money, you know, pay Look, the fiver. The Moncreeves need money for roll tobacco yeah. and like fishnet tights <laughs> and black eyeliner. Yeah. Okay, they don't have six euros. No, okay, she, it's oh, all she about told the me. She's like, she, she's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like um, I like them all, actually. I love them all. I think they have. Like they have a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, they do. Shall they I do say. have a certain je ne sais quoi. You're right. And they were they're very I like them. I think they're all they're really down nice to earth girls. and they just seem like they'd be good friendly people. Yeah, and good fun. Yeah. You know? Too much. Like fun. have a good fun night. <laughs> exactly. Um here's a, a little short one. We'll uh pl- I'll read from the DMs. She said, ghost story, my mum and dad were young and unmarried, staying in my dad's childhood home. My mum woke up in the middle of the night and saw a woman sitting at the foot of the bed smiling. My mum was quite tired and didn't think anything of it. She woke up and thought it was a dream until she looked at a photo on the bedside table and realised it was my dad's mother who had passed, come to meet my mum and who was just who had just started dating him. Mommy? That is a mommy dearest shit. She's like, hello. Wait, 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 wait. Was this a dream? No. <laughs> So she was lying in bed and her boyfriend's She woke up in the middle of the night in her boyfriend's bed. Mm -hmm. I love the way I get to read the story and then explain the story (laughs) to you. It's like the remix. (laughs) Sorry, sometimes I just, 
I will zone out for a line and then I miss the whole thing. <laughs> you have one job. I know, one I job. Know, I know, I know. Go I'm on, go joking. on, go on. So, will I read the story? No, again? no, 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 no. Make... Just give me the cliff notes that you were saying. So, the cliff notes, okay. So, she was asleep in her boyfriend's bed. Mm-hmm. And she woke up in the middle of the night and saw a woman sitting at the end of the bed smiling at her. Oh, terrible. And she fell back asleep and she kind of just pushed it all off as like half a dream Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Until the next morning she woke up and saw a picture on the bedside locker. And it was the woman (gasps) who was sitting at the end of the bed who was his mother who had just recently Uh, died. uh, Very overbearing. Yeah, so very Irish mammy. Irish mothers managed 100%. to get into your fucking room, <laughs> yeah. even when dead, without knocking. Um, whenever I'm in bed at night, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, since I, I usually sleep with a salt lamp, but just because I've been mm-hmm. anxious, um, turned down low. But since I started taking shrooms, I've slept with the lights off, right? Oh. But every now and again, like I'll be asleep, I'll be like, and then like we'll suddenly like grab my phone and like you know just so I have the light of the screen and we'll do a quick like thing around the room mm-hmm. like a quick scan just to make sure because sometimes I feel like there's something's getting up in my face you know mm. um so I just like press the phone quickly on just like do a quick scan of the room and then back down and I feel like I do that like 40 times a night like it's definitely <laughs> not right like <laughs> I just want to be like okay so everything is in check the fucking it's called OCD yeah like the dresser is where it's supposed to be just you know just like every like dark outline because I have no windows in my room yeah so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. black black you know yeah I slept in a windowless room for a year I know exactly yeah so sometimes you do have to draw the check like mm-hmm. um okay I was into that spooked um what are we doing next voice note let's or... do a voice note yeah let's do a voice note i love the voice notes there okay let's see what we have on the agenda this is voice note number three i have a feeling we've i think it's Roz Purcell. i have a feeling Ooh, okay the tale of the haunted yoga pant <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one actually okay, I haven't heard this one. okay and rolling the tape okay when you guys said you were looking for fucked up stories i couldn't resist but sending you this I've tried to voice note this like 10 million times and I keep breathing like a dog like I'm panting like a dog I don't know why does anybody do that when they send a voice note anyway so basically this story um I got told this that happened to a friend of a friend but I feel like that's how all these stories start and they like are actually from like fucking reddit but I thought that this was happened to one of my friend's friends but full disclosure it may be like an urban legend that didn't happen to anyone but this was like three years ago I got told this and it was one of when we were all in like first year at uni and these girls that I'm talking about went to Edinburgh uni and um, one of these girls she was like going out on a date and she was like seeing this guy and I don't know how she met him say it was like Tinder or something I don't know that all the details okay and that's not important but she goes out and she meets this guy and he's like a medical student and they're getting on really really well Okay, so they go back to somebody's house. And I, now that I'm telling this story, I'm like, can I actually remember all the details? Go back to somebody's house, right? You know, they doing the deed. The deed was done. That thing would have been thinging. And then a few days later, she's like, mm, I am not feeling the best. You know, things were just not really feeling too good down there. That does happen if you're with somebody new. You know, that can happen. But I think she thought she had an STI. So I don't know if she went to the doctors or the hospital, right? But she saw some medical professional and was like, look, I think I've got an STI. Can you, like, check me out? Um, and then the, I believe it was, 
And must, and must have been the doctors. You wouldn't go to the hospital for that. Would you go to the hospital for that? Anyway, whoever it was, the doctor at the fucking hospital, were like, can you, we've got your results, but can you come back and can you bring somebody with you? Like, we need, we don't, bring, bring, bring somebody, blah, 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 I don't know where that cut out, but they're like, bring somebody with you. And then when she goes back into the room at the doctor's, there's like a um, police person there, policeman, woman, a police officer. And they're like, we need to tell, you need to tell us who you've been fucking. Like, they need, we need to tell us who you've been sleeping with. And she was like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why do I need to tell you? And they were like, like, why is there a policeman here? Like, what the fuck is going on? And they were like, well, basically, we have the results from the swab that we took from your vagina has shown cells that can only be obtained if you slept with a dead person. So understandably, they're like, who the fuck have, who have you been screwing? Like, who, why do you have dead person cells in your fucking labia? And then she was like, oh my God. And it turns out that this boy that she went on the date with and slept with, the medical student, had been having sex with the bodies in the fucking university morgue. Do universities have a morgue now that I've said that? I'm like, hmm. But he, basically, he had been having sex with the bodies in the morgue and then went out for dinner with her and shagged her. And then she got an STD from a dead person. And yeah, so the police were like, who was that? But yeah, I mean, you get the gist, you know, go out for dinner, nice date, come home, STI, hospital. Why have you got decay up in your pussy? So that obviously wasn't the Roz Purcell story. I was like, oh my God, Roz, what a beautiful accent you got. Roz is like, all right, I was like, oh my God, Roz Purcell is Jamaican. Who knew? Um... She, um, so this girl, anyway, had sent her story in. Um, they're from Glasgow. They said that they are big fans of the doctor and her friend and that if we ever want to go to Glasgow, then they're more, we're more than welcome to meet up with them. They'd love to have us. Great. Um, <laughs> they actually run a podcast, the two of them as well. Um, oh, do they? Yeah, I can't remember the name, though. I feel kind of bad now. I can't remember the name. It's something like nagging something. Nagging Scottish women. <laughs> I know, it's like, all right, nagging. <laughs> nagging bands. <laughs> but um, I will, I'll post their name on, on Instagram, their podcast name, when, when I see it. But um, okay, that story, incredible Well, thanks for stuff. that. I don't know, it, it does sound, it does sound like an urban legend, though. I will it say. Does sound it does urban sound legendary, creepypasty. But when you think about it, okay, we know that people are having sex with dead bodies. Like that, we know that as mm. an established fetish, okay, necrophilia. And of course, mm-hmm. if you have that fetish, then you can understand how you're going to, you know, put yourself in a position where you're in the line of work where you're dealing with cadavers, be it like a university morgue or a hospital morgue or some sort of, you know, morgue, like funeral morgue. So mm-hmm. it's not at all far-fetched when you think about it like that, that these people are going to be having sex with, you know, alive people also. Well, 
that's where that's where it falls off for me. Explain. I'm like, because I feel like it's like pe- like necrophilia is like, it's like pedophilia. It's like they're not like fucking at adults and kids. Like they're like pretty. I think like if you're a necrophile, like you're pretty much into the person being dead. I don't think so. To be honest, I mean, sure, for sure, yes. But like you also hear this kind of role play for necrophiliacs about like having like their girlfriends or their boyfriends, or whatever, like acting dead. Well, I get that as a kink. Mm-hmm. In like, I I wouldn't really be into it, but like I can get it as in like there's a difference between like, you know, indulging in a fantasy or being like, oh, like this weird role play mm-hmm. thing, and actually want to f- wanting to fuck a yeah cadaver. of course there's a certain follow through there you know so like if someone is what I mean is like if someone's at the point of their necrophilia journey where they're actually fucking mm-hmm. cadavers like I find it hard to believe he's also like not only just fucking girls but bring them out to dinner although yeah, maybe but, he's looking for a beard maybe it's like American Psycho shit yeah like he's funny, and as like, well like don't kind of limit the you know massive expanse that is human sexuality you know people are large and contain multitudes and you know this guy could also kind of be in a position where yes he gets his like main kicks by fucking dead chicks but also kind of longs you know for this kind of human companionship type of thing you know which would obviously involve taking out a a, a, a breathing girl you know <laughs> so i definitely don't think that that's far-fetched at all. And I would imagine if you put it into Google, you would probably find some story similar. Like, just me, like, guessing. Yeah, I, I think, like, for me, it's, like, necrophilia is so dark and, like, takes a very special type of pervert. Like, I don't see them as... I mean, obviously not all, but like, I mean, I think like the people who are actually, as I said, at the point of not just fantasizing about these mm-hmm. things, but like actually acting out on like fucking cadavers when you're like training to be a, a doctor, like what? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's like not a very high functioning member of society who's also like, I also want to connect. I want to connect with the dead. I want to connect with the living. <laughs> no, I want to go on a beautiful I'll date. Respect, I want to fuck your granny. <laughs> I'll respect the conviction for someone actually going and doing it. For someone, okay, you have to remember, Jenny, okay, this person, she said was like in a medical university or something. Okay, mm. this person is a doctor, okay? So this person has done his very best and put so much work into fucking those dead chicks. <laughs> so I would say very high functioning member of society, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, let me read this uh, ghost story. Um, it's actually a local one, literally one from up the road from my house. So no. I want to read it. I think, you know. Hey Jenny, uh, this is a quick little ghost story for your Halloween podcast. It's based just around the corner from you. I'm sorry. Basically, my boyfriend's nana used to live in one of those fab houses on the church road in Malahide, right opposite the little old church and cemetery. I think the house was called Thornaby. Gorgeous house with lots of land, but I always got creepy vibes when I was in the house. The house had lots of windows and was very open plan. During the day, it wasn't too bad, but at night it was so creepy because of all the windows. It was felt really creepy and like people could be looking in through the windows and stuff. There was a lot of big trees in the garden. So that felt like, oh, so it felt, sorry. And there are a lot of big trees in the garden. So felt like people could be hiding behind them. I used to joke with Ben at, uh, 
that the house is probably built on old graves as it's literally across the road from a graveyard. His nana lived there by herself, she used to tell us, that at night she was lying in bed and she'd see some red mist come in under her bedroom door and climb up onto her bedroom ceiling and stay there for a while. Before it went back under her bedroom door, she oddly didn't seem too scared about it. I don't know if she just got used to it or maybe over time she realised it wasn't going to harm her. But one night, Ben her boyfriend I presume was going over to her house to help her as she had broken her collarbone and he was walking down the hallway and he noticed a shadow that looked like a man he brushed it off and kept walking however the shadow started aggressively walking towards him and started to grow bigger and bigger and all of a sudden these huge claw hands reached out to at him Ben then shat himself and left his nanny by herself <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the long rambly message I'm just I'm not the best storyteller but thought you'd enjoy it as it's so close to home for you those houses are creepy they're like right up from me and they're like super old mm-hmm, and love. Evan's Evan's friend actually owns one and it like used to be a school and I'm like oh I bet that's like uh, uh, oh, no, not like that. don't like living in any houses that used to be something else yeah, especially like a nun's house. You know those nuns? Mm-hmm. Like, remember I where said... Where they all live. Before I moved into this apartment, we were living mm. in the oh, house, yeah. kind of, which was an old Scarlet Fever ward. That was cool, though, that you did that. And you said it was always really good vibes, though, It was right? really good vibes, and it was a really unique house. Like, it was super unique. It looked like something kind of like Mediterranean, like really high ceiling. It was so cool. And white walls white stone walls but yeah that was a literally an, in a scarlet fever ward where like they used to even bring the bodies and shit like the, the morgue was like a big this kind of big shed that was only like maybe less than 100 meters definitely less than 100 meters from the house you know and I got nothing but this whole what do you think make of the red mist shit yeah I don't know I didn't really get enough saying. info but like very strange red mist I don't know I guess like I, I wonder about like you do hear about those things like people seeing mist and kind of like I guess an it's ectoplasm just like, type of thing kind of power, just paranormal activity the paranormal. You can, yeah, just the paranormal <laughs> yeah like just rule it down to the good old paranormal and move a hell along and it speaks as well to the, this, the, the level of fear that people have in terms of you know when you're getting the hell out of Dodge are you going to leave people in the dust True. My dad did. He was like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> but that was different. Like, he left whatever entities were in that house. But, like, your man in this story, like, left his grandmother. <laughs> With a broken collarbone. He's like, you're used to the ghosts. I'm yeah. not about them. <laughs> um, do you want to play our next voice now? We've actually got, we've been going for so long. I think this could be our best episode yet. I think it's good, yeah. I think it's because of our shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're thinking that this one may might finally be the the Ros Purcell our voice note. It is Ros's, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And we are rolling the Ros Purcell tape. Okay, so my ghost story—I don't know—is it a ghost story? Um, it's kind of a ghost story. Um, so it starts when I was really young. We grew up in a really old farmhouse that was, I think, built in like the sixteen hundreds. So. A lot of people have died there. So growing up, we were always like wanting to see ghosts. Um, my only thing that I remember that stands out to me is one night I was probably, I think I was about 10, maybe 11. I woke up and there was a man standing right above me, looking right in my face. And I, 
it wasn't just a shadow or anything. It was really distinctive. Like he had a really strong nose. I I knew, and even at ten, I was like, he's nineteen years old. He was in real distinctive clothes. I kind of I'm trying to a word to describe it like Michael Collins clothes. You know, like one of those kind of flat caps and smartly dressed, and um, that's the only thing that stands out for my childhood. Like it that that was in any way kind of paranormal. Like I woke up and this man was staring right at me. And not maybe a man, like more so like a boy, as I said, he was like in his teens. And um I wasn't scared or anything like that, but I did kind of like after a while I wake up and tell my whole family, I was like, there was a man in the room last night. Obviously everyone was like, it was your dream. So as I grew up, um and even if I ever thought about it, I, I think I kind of rationalised it, being like, oh, it probably was a figment of my imagination. Um, and I didn't really think much of it. Uh, Q, 10 years later, 2010, uh, I went to Miss Universe. And Miss Universe, like, everyone stays in the same hotel. So we were staying in the Mandela Bay. And the whole floor was just dedicated to Miss Universe contestants. So I was in a room. And um, I was in a room. And one night I was going to bed. And this was, I think, I actually didn't check time, but I was well asleep. I was facing towards the wall, so my back was facing towards the door, Um, how, how I would come into my hotel room. Um, I don't, I wasn't dreaming, and like I always dream, and I, I remember there was like, I was just asleep, and in a, all of a sudden, this beam of light um, came in my dream, and someone, like down a tunnel, almost like, there was a light and there was a tunnel and this person started running towards me like this shadow of a person started like belting it towards me and as they got closer they came right up to my face and pushed me pushed me so hard pushed me so hard that in real life I turned over in the bed so now I was facing the, do- the door and I woke up in such a shock because it felt like someone had actually just pushed me and when I woke up I realized a man had actually just broken into my hotel room um and he was like maybe three feet away from my bed and I jumped up so quickly like I went from lying flat to like on my feet in like two seconds he I didn't even say anything I actually was so shocked I couldn't even say anything I couldn't even like scream and he ran out of the room he I, I remember he had a really creepy voice like he was just like he kind of said something like I'm sorry or some really creepy voice anyway and ran out the room and I eventually got off the bed, went and made sure the door was locked, like looked out, couldn't see anyone, like made sure the door was locked and got back into bed. And I wasn't even like, oh my God, someone just broke into my hotel room. I was like, oh my God, the man who pushed me over in my dream was the man I saw that when I, when I was a kid. The exact same man. Exact same clothing, the strong nose. He was still the exact same age. And I was like, oh my God, the man is back. And he just woke me up. Like, I don't know, to possibly warn me. But it was the exact same man that I saw when I was a kid. In case you're wondering, like, I have looked through old photos, like, my family and stuff to see, can I recognise him? The only thing, I can't seem to find a really old photo of my granddad. Like, I remember when I had that dream when I was a kid. It was a few months after my granddad had died. And I was like, I wonder, I remember even as a kid being like, I wonder was that my granddad when he was younger? But, I don't know. Like, we there was a lot of like um my mum's two brothers died at a, at nineteen and twenty so sometimes I'm like maybe it was them but yeah kind of feel like he's my guardian angel. Love that one from Roz. I know because I, I remember she told me a story 
and it was that one and I, that's why I messed her I was like you've told me a weird ghost mm-hmm. story before do you need to tell it me but that's a good one that I was like 10 years later yeah exactly like, it, has, it has all the Ross Purcell tropes you know she's in Tipperary <laughs> then she's in the city she's being she's Miss doing, Universe she's Miss fucking Universe <laughs> yes <laughs> no more country bumpkin from Tipperary anymore <laughs> she's in Las Vegas <laughs> Do they go to Las Vegas for Miss Universe? Yeah, that's right. Well, in Miss Universe, she obviously won Miss Universe Ireland and then went to yeah, Vegas yeah, yeah. to compete. Oh, in so like cool. So I know, it's a good one. Was this dude in the hotel giving these Miss Universe girls a run for their money? Was this in, in Las Vegas? Yeah, I think he was on the lo- level looking for, probably, I'd say, stealing shit. Yeah. Oh my God. You know? That no. But how weird that like someone was running in her dream and pushed her. Pushed her to the flipped. fact that to, to the door to see your man like three feet yeah. away from her. Ooh. That is, ooh, that is all kinds of spooky. But again, and like her little voice, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, um, good one. That is really good and a kind of an example of which is so many times you hear like the the kind of the other side kind of lending a hand to the people in the living world mm. kind of a thing. Mm, um, definitely. It did make me think of, um, you know, say like with Roz there when she said that she woke up and she saw like this dude like as in like this was the 10 years previous like practically mm. like forehead to forehead with her. Um mm. Now, I don't think this is necessarily what happened here, but there is some cases, right? It only just kind of triggered my mind when she said the light and I was thinking like abduction kind of stuff um, where say, you know, you'll see like a person in your room kind of a thing and like really close mm. to your face or whatever. And it's that when people are getting abducted that like the ETs will like kind of manipulate your brain so that the way you perceive them maybe like as a person if you get me when you actually could be fucking shrone to shrone with an alien type of thing because i remember and i won't talk about it much but there was this kind of it was the movie the the fourth kind was kind of loosely based around these like series of alleged like Mm. alien abductions in um alaska and all of these people who've been abducted the common trait between them all was saying that they were like you know asleep they were put under hypnotherapy and in reviewing the the tapes they all kind of witnessed seeing this like white owl looking in their bedroom window kind of like on a tree outside the window kind of a thing and then as they had gone under deeper they were like it's not an owl it's not an owl kind of a thing you know yeah and like that's actually i think part of where um in twin peaks uh there is a line and if you don't know, like obviously David Lynch co-created Twin Peaks with a guy called Mark Frost. And the reason why Twin Peaks is so great is because it has like all of David Lynch's weird surrealist shit. But then Mark Frost is like super into like alien and conspiracy mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And there's like a line in that and it's like, it's the L, they're not what they seem, which I always love. Oh, love. Yeah, I love because in, in Twin Peaks, the L's appear, but they, they're they more like uh, entities of the Red Room. So love. very interesting. Um, and people um, should definitely give the four kind of watch if they're looking for a Halloween spooky yes. movie. That story was incredible from Roz. Thank you, Roz. Really good. It was really, good really um, good. Shall I, 
I know I like I mean she's and also because she's such a staunch believer as well I mm-hmm. love it you know that way like yeah, she's yeah. just like she was never even like that's not true she's like so it's my guardian angel and yeah. I've gone through the family yeah. records I was thrown across the room <laughs> I went into the family records and I can't I find know. a picture of my grandfather I love like that, that they have it, family it gives me records a grandfather vibe well. I know I loved. I, I've. I've. I've a feeling it's her grandfather, especially when she said like it was. It was. She saw him right after he passed, mm-hmm. um, and like she was. She's also the youngest in her family, so it's kind of like he would probably want to take care of the yeah, youngest exactly. girl. And you know? spirits oftentimes from reports will present themselves. You know, mm. kind of at like maybe the best time of their kind of life, often younger yes. than what they are, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. I oh, love that peaked. one. She um, could like sell the movie right. Well, maybe not the movie rights, but she could definitely do an episode of something. Yeah, well, she's just been on the best fucking podcast in Ireland. So. Well, I know you said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll read this email. Well, I okay. I've called this Granny, and I've no idea why. But let's see. Okay, let's see, <laughs> let's let's see, see why I creatively titled it. Okay. I should start off by saying that the land my house is built on is supposedly haunted by my dad's granny. There you go. <laughs> With me and my brothers, when we were my brothers were just babies, my mom would come alone from like 6pm till all hours with us as my dad would head to the pub for a few scoops and then she put in a red flag emoji. <laughs> <laughs> she said she used to hear us hysterically crying out on the baby monitor when she would get down to us all she, we would all be asleep imagining this happening and being home alone and no thanks. Some nights she used to hear us crying and hear a woman shushing us and singing us this old song that she had never heard before and she would run down and no one would be there. Anyway, this would happen once in a while for a few years and one day my mom and dad were in the kitchen with the radio on and this song came on the radio and my dad started humming along to it. And my mom was like, how do you know that song? And my dad said his granny used to sing it to him when he was younger. Creepy. Another story. When my granny was getting old, we built a granny flat out out the back of the house that she lived in for a few years before she passed on. We were only 11 when she passed, but years later, my brother would have sessions with with his mates in the granny flat. Nothing major, just like six-year parties or college parties or whatever. But on a few occasions, his friends would say they go up in the night and go to the kitchen for like a glass of water or whatever, and they'd see a woman sitting in an armchair. They would never have met met my granny or known what she looks like because we've no pictures of her in the granny flat and because she died like eight or ten years before my brother would have even made friends with them but they described my granny to a t when describing the woman in the chair oh so grandma's singing the babies to sleep (laughs) again oh it it ain't it just doesn't sit right it's creepy with the kids I've actually another one that my mother sent the whole family got involved oh my god your family Um, as skeptics are quite also they have been touched by the paranormal yeah so my this is a story that my mum my mum's friend had but she I remember her telling me this and I was like ooh it's creepy Um, so she said I went to school in Dominic Street for my leaving cert and one of the girls in my class was called Anna Casey she was a lovely girl but someone like she was from another place and time my mum says something really funny here when I read this text I was like I have to read this aloud her sister Letitia was also in a school year behind us I fell in love with that name so exotic (laughs) oh god I love her (laughs) anyhow 
Talking one day about ghosts, Anna said that her house was haunted by a friendly lady. Herself and Letitia would go up to the attic room and play with her. She wore a very old-fashioned clothes, think Jane Austen era. They weren't afraid of her, quite the opposite. When they mentioned it in passing to their mother one day that they were going up to visit the pretty lady at the top of the house and described her, their mother said, Oh yes, I used to visit her too. I didn't. Uh, I don't know what her history was or if Anna knew she w- She only appeared to them as children up until they were about 12. So how weird. Like, they all lived in this house and like... And then my mom actually sent me a link, <clears throat> I think, to the actual house. And it's like... um it's been uh, it says like Fish Amble Street family lives among four centuries of relatives so like this house has been like passed down through the people so like their mother grew up in that house as well and like just like imagine you imagine this right you're just like doing the dishes and your two little daughters are like mommy we're going to visit the woman who lives at the top of the house I would be like <laughs> stay up there yeah. fantastic accent as well and mommy um <laughs> So spooky. Creepy. That's the thing about having kids. Like they're going, mm. they're going to do. If the place is haunted, they're going to let you know. I've actually had a lot on the Discord. Some people saying like they work in crashes and like the kids like say shit all the time and are like always like I've heard it from a lot of people as well with kids. Their kids will say something like, "Look at that woman over there," mm-hmm. and they're like, "And you're like, who? That's like who especially you don't want to be babysitting even like just a baby and seeing it look at a different side of the room." Yeah, it's know? like when your cat does it. Exactly. Like, like, what are you looking at? What do like, you see? <laughs> what do you see that I don't see? Um, do you want to play the last voice now? I'm going to wrap mm-hmm. this shit up. Because I think these voice notes are only a minute long on Instagram, which is bullshit. But um, basically, during lockdown this year, I had a dream about the devil. I won't go into details on that. Um, but it was the first nightmare that I had since I was a child and it honestly affected me for months like I couldn't stop thinking about it and then a few months later maybe July August I had a dream that uh, there was a loads of dark figures standing around my bed and then one of them was saying um, do you accept the devil and then I was trashing around and I woke up and I actually prayed for the first time in a long time. Um, I didn't go back to sleep, so this is 4am. My heart was racing. It was an awful dream again to have. So I didn't sleep and I got up to go for coffee. But anyway, I got up at about 8am to get coffee because uh, I didn't sleep um, since 4am. And I'm not a morning person, so this is really unusual for me. And I saw a local person who kind of wanders around, goes to the shops all day. I think they're in assisted living. I don't want to reveal their gender, just in case someone local to me knows who I'm talking about. But lovely person. And we usually small talk about the weather and about like just stupid stuff like lockdown and, you know, shops and just just mundane stuff. But on this day, they looked me in the eye and grabbed my arm <laughs> And they were like, Armageddon is coming. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. So I I, I handled it well at the time. I was like, oh, you're not going to die. It's okay. Um, But, but obviously, because of the dream, I was absolutely freaked out. And um, they just kept saying, Armageddon's coming. He is coming. Thank the Lord he is coming. Armageddon's coming. 
and eventually I got I I said I have to go and not, my heart was in my mouth and even though like I'm an adult for some reason I texted my dad of all people and I was like oh you won't believe what happened because he's a very logical person I was like I had a dream that the devil was possessing me and someone grabbed me and said Armageddon's coming and, and his logical response was oh yeah the Jehovah's Witnesses kind of go around to people's houses and tell them that Armageddon's coming and maybe they visited that person but I don't really don't know it freaked me out so much and then I was googling like devil possessions and stuff for months but yeah Ooh. Creep. like could you imagine having did Al Porter send that in <laughs> oh actually a lovely listener who i think he that's no, remember just, he, he sent it to both of us yes 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 oh he's so nice yeah. um no he's just actually lovely like, I... reminded me of al porter's voice <laughs> stop being homophobic adam okay i'm sorry <laughs> First of um, all, sorry to that listener for having to go through that. That's cr- like, I mean, having those dreams and then like, because, the, you know, having a freaky dream happens and like I've had some really bad nightmares in my time, but like at least you can kind of go, okay, but it's not affecting my real world. Like everything is normal around me. And then you go to the shops and the local fucking like senile person starts grabbing you by the arm being like oh, Armageddon I'd be like oh fuck a fair play to him for like keeping his cool I would have thrown the person off me and ran home oh my god absolutely I would have fucking dog walked that old bitch <laughs> it's, it's when when you're like fucking like traumatic dream state is like starting to drip into your real life you know it's like you know like people with schizophrenia and mm. they say like don't like kind of like acknowledge their kind of visions or i don't know what's the word delusion not delusions but what's yeah, the word i think for... it's a well um like hallucinate not hallucinations yeah i suppose hallucinations kind of yeah well whatever yeah. like that whatever not to like interact is. because it would like i don't know like make it more it's real for them or something i don't know mm. um Anything relating to the devil, of course, is not a dream that you want to have regardless of mm. anything. You know, you want to dream about like you're getting chased or whatever. But any kind of mention of the devil it obviously then brings in this whole, um, brings in like the, the question of your soul. You know, your very soul is in danger kind of a thing. Yeah. It's like, what did I do to welcome you into my dream? And I would be afraid that like, you're not leaving my dreams now. A hundred percent. I was like, you came here yeah. once. Um, mm, like you found your way in somehow. What the mm-hmm, fuck? To my exactly. subconscious? Um, anything to do with the devil is just... Uh, like when I had sleep paralysis that time, um, only once in my life that I remember, I had like these this just the strangest fucking dream. But the actual sleep paralysis itself, I was like lying down, couldn't move. And this was in the old house in the, in the Scarlet Fever Ward. And... It was obviously triggered because I had literally, I think, just been doing a podcast on or researching into a podcast to do on um, whatever you call it. Um, what is it again? Mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis. Um, and okay. I just remember having this, like, so lying down, being aware that I was under sleep paralysis, couldn't move. And then this voice coming right into like my one of my ears my left and my right while I was lying down the pillow couldn't move 
and I, I can't even repeat to you what it said because I it, there is no memory of what it said. It was just mm. the over. It was just the oh. I just knew that there was sound and voice, and yeah. just this overwhelming feeling to me. Like the minute the thing that came into my head was, "This is the most evil thing that I've ever heard in my life." Oh, creepy! Yeah. Like the most evil. Not what they were saying because again, they didn't say anything in our language as far as I know. But it was. Oh my god! Just, imagine it was in like Aramaic or something. I would die. Oh, and I, I, no, I don't want to hear nobody whispering something from the Middle East in my ear. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> None of that Sumerian shit, because that is like oh. that's old biblical, you know. Hell yeah! Like, do you ever hear like when they actually say what like Aramaic sounded like, like the the language that Jesus and shit spoke, and it's like. It actually, and like, you know, because a lot of the time, when, the reason we probably think that though is because a lot of the time in horror movies, they depict like the devil speaking that or yeah, demons. Totally. So it is like, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it gives me, you know, those vibes. The, um, remember when they are like so in the barn and they're doing the, the actual exorcism of Emily Rose mm-hmm. and there's this real I've gone back and watched the scene because I thought it was so powerful and I thought it was a really good piece of cinema when they're like casting the demons out and I think how many demons are in her in the end it's like seven yeah six yeah, seven, seven. And six or this, seven or something so yeah. they cast each one out at a time and she's like oh I'm Belthazor you know and yeah. like she thought there's like a different like voice for each demon she's like and I am Judas kind of a thing she's it's amazing like, she's such a good actress in that who film. is that I don't know, but whoever she is, is brilliant. That was a phenomenal, remember, phenomenal horror such a good film. movie. And based, again, on like, a true story. It's loosely popular. Um, um, well, I read our last email, because there's one more, and I don't want to leave someone else. There's only one left, and then, and then we'll wrap Is that up. Annette? Um, her name is Annie. Um, is this the one with the crucifix? Because I think it would tie know. into the story well, since we're kind of on a Christian demonic Oh, is this kind your, your email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want me to read that one? Okay, but do you want to read that one? Yeah, well, I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to read just the bit of the, the the Christian reference. So she said, Hi, Adam. Hope all is well. I have a couple of creepy stories for the docket episode. These happened to a family member. When I was younger, about eight years of age, so about 97 to 98, my family and I were renting a house that I always remember just having a weird, creepy vibe. And there was some weird shit that used to happen in it. It was in an area where a lot of residents experienced paranormal stuff happen to them. The house was falling apart too. Leaking roof, dampness, and we always said, oh my God, sounds like my house. (laughs) Bitch, she said, my house. Um, So anyways, my mum had a couple of creepy things happen to her while we lived there. One was that she used to have a nightmare that she was at the top of the stairs and the crucifix hanging on the wall at the bottom of the stairs was on fire and coming up the stairs towards her. She hadn't told anyone this for years. After we moved out, my cousin and her husband bought that house and lived in it for a while. And years later, my cousin is telling my parents how when she lived in the house, she used to always have this dream about being on the stairs and the crucifix hanging on the wall at the bottom of the stairs was on fire and coming towards her. She had no idea my mom had also experienced that in the house as well. Creepy. Creepy. Oh. Like, what is even the dream significance of 
this cross on fire. Maybe they were like racist. They were clan members. <laughs> <laughs> the grand wizard. Yeah. <laughs> no, you see, because that again is anything with any kind of Christian motif in your dreams mm. is rarely ending in a positive experience, I feel. Yeah, creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck, like... flaming crucifix. And the, just the thought of you standing at the stairs, right, and looking down and seeing this crucifix on fire coming up the stairs towards you. And, Ugh. like, what is the significance of it when clearly it's something to do with the house or something that two people had the same very specific dream the jehovah's witnesses got to that again yes but something that is like that now to me would be a house that clearly has some sort of story Mm, yeah and getting more demonic vibes off of that than anything else the cross would be inverted though no if it was demonic well i mean i guess the fire doesn't fucking help Mm. either do you know (laughs) you know true like, it doesn't give me, like, black graces from God, like, why no. you visited by an angel, you know? No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not good vibes. Thank you for um, sending in that story. Thank you for sending in all the stories. They yeah. were brilliant. They gave us a good old spook. Good. Um, and we'll, hopefully this will be up at least by tomorrow in the evening at some point. Yeah. And we can all get spooked Halloween. on Halloween night. Until um, next time. Bye. Peace. 